0: a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy and fulfilment along the way.
1: Hi, Pam. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning at 2.43pm in the afternoon. It's Friday, 29th of July. Is it really? what it's nearly august yeah it's almost the end of winter <gasps> oh, oh my god what so excited.
0: um we've had a fabulously productive day in ways we didn't expect so i made Ange come over <laughs> to the new house and we were going to record this little yays of our lives catch up it's been a while since we did our last one
1: we say this we have to stop saying it because every time we Get onto this, and we say, "It's been a while." It's What's, been a while. What has been going year? What was the last time? <laughs> Sixteen years but ago. It, was it before our trip? Yeah, before you went Greece.
0: Yeah, so we were going to do our first episode from the new house, like just yep. on the floor using boxes and film it in an empty room, and then like re- record all our reflections of how it felt, and then re-record the next one, or hopefully the next one, with all the furniture actually in it, and it finished. But then. The trade is making so much noise and we ended up coming home. So we weeded a lot. We helped Nick fill the skip. Yes. We, we helped with rubbish management. I rubbish, rubbish. Rubbish, rubbish. rubbish. rubbish, rubbish.
1: <laughs> I just annoyed Nick all day long. <laughs> Our oh, pipe <babe, it's> beautiful. <laughs> That's so Trae. beautiful. This is Trey's friends. He was so embarrassed. It's like when your moms moms do drop off at school. And it's literally to, what yeah, it's and like. Try and embarrass their kids. Oh my god, you're so, so funny. funny. You're anyway. so funny.
0: So that's what we've done today. We haven't done any CCA until right at this moment. Yeah, yeah that's and, cool.
1: But don't worry, everything is flowing smoothly. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> we are a well-oiled machine. Oh, we are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So Bim, we haven't actually had a proper catch up. Like we've seen each other, but we haven't had our proper catch-up since before Grace. Well, so yeah. how are
1: you feeling? I thought I was getting sick and I've got this lingering cracky like, voice. Kind of, I guess. But but it's not like sick sick. But <laughs> it's not like fully my sick. partner was like really sick. And I was like, <gasps> I'm gonna Yay. get sick. And then now I'm not sick, so I don't really know. But otherwise it have been good. I went to Newcastle. <gasps> You so had another yesterday. We had another yesterday. You? It was so freaking cute. I love them. I we su- I surprised them. Wait, they didn't know you were coming. So Fadiya knew I was coming. How did know I was coming? Okay. Okay. Wait. Give context. So for you guys, if anyone hasn't heard about
0: the Newcastle friends
1: yet, they're my favorite. They're um. A couple. Okay, like second kids, favorite, but second whatever. Favorite, <laughs> with two kids, I'm I friends with How for a while, and then Fatty's her partner, and then we just have all become like friends. And then they lived in Melbourne, and they moved to Newcastle, and since well, they first moved to Sydney and then Newcastle. And I've done this thing where I've, I think more often than not, I've gone up and surprised one of them. Normally, I surprise How, and Fatty was here down here the other week or the other month and I was like, oh, I'll come up again. He's like, that'd be so awesome. The kids would love it. And obviously we'd love it. And then so I organised with him that I'd come up and he organised pick up. And he's like a quiet dude. Anyway, he picked me up with their kid, with their son. And then I was. they bought this new car so I sat at the back. Like it was, um, you know those utes but you can put a hood over it? Oh my god! Like, you were in the tray. So no, I wasn't in the tray oh. yet. <laughs> I was we got say home. Sings the <laughs> we got home, and then I went to the tray and I lay in there. And then <gasps> he was like trying to be awkward. He was like, "Hey, can you like come out?" Because he told them that he went to get pick up some things from Facebook Marketplace. <gasps> and he's and in she's like, train. "Oh, not again." And then so I sit in the tray, and he they, he pretended it was like um, building equipment. He's not a builder. He just does like little. Handyman jobs. Well, he just does like fun furniture making, like yeah, for cute. fun. Cute. And then is that his play eh? Yeah, it's made. Yeah. It literally is. <laughs> like, it's so funny. And that and sharpening his knives or something. Wow. Um what? Wow, right. Boys boys, boys. boys and mentals. Boys and mentals. Yeah. <laughs> and then so I, it was in the tray. And then she came out with Claudia And then they were like, I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and she was like speechless. It was so cute. And then we had, I was there oh. for a few nights, and then we had yesterday. And the kids are like Growing up, it's just such a fun age. They're like four, five, and seven. And Claudine. Ange
0: does a yes day where you're not allowed to say no, right, to anything they ask yeah, you I to do. Yeah, I take them out of
1: school for a day. And then we started it last year and then I came up and I thought I'd, they'd forget about it and that was it. And then Claudia on like the second last day, I was like, so when are we going to do yes day? Oh, it's such so like, a cute God. idea. Well, if you ask your parents, we could maybe do it tomorrow. And they asked and they were like, absolutely. <gasps> so I took them out of school. And then, yeah, on a piece of paper they have to write all the things they want to do online. The
0: little list is so cute.
1: Yeah. It's like, and get normally, ice cream. Yeah, it normally has to be on the list for it to be able to be yes or no. But kind of it's like just yeah, whatever. Just yes all day long. So – and they're really awesome kids. They're just like – it's not like can we have this bajillion – like presents. Last year was like no presents. Last year was like catch the bus. Oh my God. the f- That fairy. was so cute. Yeah, like, I remember eat the some fairy cake. And like cook Some dinner. Um,
0: and <laughs> did you make the parents like a Valentine's dinner? Yeah, we had dinner. We
1: had fancy dinner. F A N. Fancy. S Y. Cute. Fancy dinner. Oh, fancy. Yeah. <laughs> where they have to dress up nice. And then we're the waitresses <gasps> and we cook. And then Cordy writes this little menu and a little handwriting. Oh my God. It's and then so she's like, cute. this is the sushi made by Cordy or by herself. Like that's the whole title of, the, of the item yeah cute um so yeah we were like they wanted to go to the movies we watched this random like kid's movie and they wanted to go to time zone they wanted to just walk in kmart oh. which i ended up being like the annoying arnie being like you have a 25 dollar Limit each and I forget how much $25 actually is for kids they're like
0: oh my god a I was like oh, dollars. I've made a rookie error also at Kmart you can get like a popcorn maker literally like, a dog bed like, a CD for player for $8 <laughs> together. so who has a CD player that's so random I'm exposing uh, myself
1: that's unclear <laughs> so that's how Sarah listens listen to music on her walk so I can yeah, my Discman <laughs> yeah, the little, you know, have a little walkman
0: <laughs> and if I walk too aggressively like the CD skips <laughs>
1: So, so yeah, we had yesterday and then I I find when I go to Newcastle. One, it's really beautiful. It's this beautiful coastal town. But I don't know something about their house or what it is. But then I, I go into my roots and I like cooked every night. Yeah. But like really so fun nice. and wholesome meals. Wholesome, and then- yeah, I made like we made pasta from scratch. I love doing that. Um I still worked it when I was over there. Which is really nice. I just love yesterday. I feel like that's also what yes you do really with me. Fun. You make
0: us do yesterday, and you're like, yeah, you can't say no when I have birthday. to do like climbing and yeah, like yeah. <laughs> ceramics. We have still not picked up our tufting. Every time I come here, I think about that.
1: <laughs> it's because the <they're> pick up hours. <laughs> Look at your face. Oh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but I was going to Newcastle as you returned, yeah. from Greece, which meant that. When, the day you arrived back from Greece was the day you got your keys to your house. Oh, that's right. And I was like, can you bring the dolly? And you're yeah, like, like, I'm in Newcastle. Oh, I'm new castle, bro. <laughs> but yes, tell me about one, Greece, and then two, the new abode. <gasps> oh my
0: gosh. So, so much has happened. Yes, we were in Greece, as you guys know, and we had the most beautiful trip attending our dear old friend's wedding. Which was in Athens and it was just the most beautiful event full of love and celebration. It was a big Israeli wedding. I love Jewish weddings. They're oh, so I've never been to one. Fun. I've always wanted to go to one. <laughs> like they just throw each other. And <laughs> Have you seen them? They make like a big long league of honour. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, League yeah. of like, honour. What is it? Um,
1: what's that thing? Guard of honour.
0: Yeah, <laughs> what is <laughs> it was Friday brain. League. Big long garden. Was it the and people and like car. throw each other up in the air, and then they like get the bride and groom up on their chairs. Like it's just so much fun. There's just so much joy, and it was the most stunning location. Obviously, it was warm over there, so everyone was in the great so mood. Awesome. <laughs> and it was lovely because Andrew is a friend of ours who we both knew separately before we were together. So this is like 14 years ago. Oh my god. So period. we were separately friends and then have continued our friendship for years, but he moved to Israel, like I don't know, maybe I wanna say two years, but you, know, even, you know my time scale. So he was about. in Israel
1: now, I actually yeah. didn't know that. Wow. So he moved.
0: I think it's maybe even seven or eight years now, but I would say two, according yeah, to my you would time say like scale. It's been one financial year. <laughs> one <laughs> one quarter. Maybe two quarters. So we like don't get to see him that much either. And we hadn't even met his beautiful wife now. And they've had a baby. She, oh my goodness, little, beautiful little baby girl. So she was at the wedding. It was just beautiful. So yeah, we had it was a three-day extravaganza with all their family. And I would say like maybe half were from Israel, which was only a one and a half hour so flight, cool. and then the rest were like Australians who so were awesome. jet-lagged, and- yeah. <laughs> but like ready to ready to celebrate. So we went over, I think we had like a week in Athens, and then a week on Paros, which is a beautiful Greek island that we didn't really research much before we went. We'll focus more on the wedding, and then we're like, well, we've flown like to the other side of the world. We might as well have A little bit of time to decompress at the end, and you got, you know, you know, we've had like a really big year, and we just thought it'd be really nice to, yeah, take on a little holiday that wasn't a work trip, yeah. So, we chose Paros just from like a couple of random articles, and then didn't really research much about it, and had no idea it was going to be like one of our favorite places I in know, the it world. It looks so good, Bim. It was just so, I think, tranquil is the best word, and to be
1: there during peak season and not be like. Have tourist infestation. It was like literally the middle of peak, and so
0: we were already prepared for it to be just jam packed and really difficult to get around. And it still felt like you could get a you know spot in a restaurant without queuing. The streets still felt really open and lovely, and we walked everywhere, and it was just warm. and I was like barefoot and makeup free for seven days. It was just absolutely
1: amazing was it hard to get to that island or was it no it
0: was we were going to get the ferry but the ferry times didn't work with like we would have had to leave the wedding guests the recovery really early right we kind of wanted to maximize our time with them so we flew and it was like a 20 minute flight (laughs) you could fly you can fly yeah and it was a 20 minute flight you only have to get to the airport like i don't know 45 minutes early but the ferry is like three and a half hours to six hours. But if you get the express one, it's three and a half. Is it a big cost difference? It's definitely cheaper to get the ferry, but the timings are a lot more inconvenient. And right. I think the price difference was like it was less, like it wasn't double, if that makes sense. Right. So if you're really short on time, it's kind of worth the exchange of so having better time. So you can only get
1: the Spirit of Tasmania or a private jet? or you can, yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I know it. Do we were say it in private our jet. stream. Okay. Don't pretend that you just flew a commercial airline. <laughs> oh my god, is Eva? Even... <laughs> Imagine. You just got Black Hawk to take you there. 100 percent
0: I just called the military. I Literally, was like, guys, I I've got a special
1: it. interest in you guys.
0: I'm you don't know, <laughs> but you actually don't know,
1: but I am I'm a big fan girl. Spreadwell of Sarah. <laughs> Spoonful <Spreadwell laughs> underscore under of, under of Sarah. I'm like a Q-grade celebrity. Like cute. Um, I actually I were, was
0: T, but now I'm Q. Wait, is T after Q? <laughs> wait, Amy. I always have to Grusty. go like T-Q. Element yeah. T-Q. <laughs> wait. No, wait, QRA yeah, T's after. Goodness, <laughs> my We suck. Oh, my. But yeah, we had the most beautiful, beautiful time and it's like rare that we would go somewhere and not need to explore it to within an inch of its I life. I thought you going to say
1: it's rare that we go somewhere and people don't recognise us. Oh, my God, <laughs> shut
0: up, <laughs> up. If I
1: would ever say that. <laughs> no, it's, it's rare. We only we- really got stopped six times
0: (laughs) maximum on our flight over okay but to be fair we did find this beautiful health food cafe that had these like amazing acai bowls and like lattes and they had matcha lattes and I was like ha 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 ha." like imagine if I got a matcha latte I'm like really over matcha because I've just taste tested for like 25 years And then we found out it's Matcha Maiden. See, there you it go. It was our
1: Matcha at the cafe. I told you. I told you. You can't go anywhere On this small random
0: island in Greece, like, absolutely blew me away. That was really, really special. But definitely no one recognised us, so don't even because that would never happen. I know, I saw some influencer in the wild shots looked a bit like you. <laughs> but it's really rare for us to get somewhere and not like we had these – you know long list of like you've got to hike this and like go mm. and see this beach and like drive around get like a ATV and drive around the island and go and do this monastery and like normally we would do all that and we just made this decision like it doesn't matter if we don't see every inch of the island it's okay if we just kind of stay in the one spot so and nice. it was delightful i didn't know what day it was for the whole time we just i think i read four books I was like Whoa. seizing the yay. I
1: don't think I've read four books
0: in my life. I don't think you have either. I including have book. The book. <laughs> <laughs> you might have read the flip book. Is that not count? even? <laughs> <laughs> but one of the really beautiful th- things that happened when we we're over there is on, so we had f- like four days of the wedding, and that was, you know, surrounded by a lot of incredible people. We actually knew nobody at the wedding, which has happened to us quite a few times. And but everyone knew us. No. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I feel like people. Must think, <laughs> I feel like people think we're, like no, we'll be a good time, even if we don't know anyone, because we often like get invited to weddings, which is such a privilege, where we don't know many people, and we made so many incredible friends, especially like those three day ones, where you kind of have the first night, and then you reconnect every night. It was lovely. We left with a lot of new friends and met some incredible people, but you know, we were surrounded by a lot of like a lot of people for that whole time. And then Paris was just us, which was so lovely. So nice. And the timing worked out so well because on the third day that we were there, the Stella article came out.
1: Yeah.
0: How was that Bim? Which was so special because I don't think you could have timed it better. Like if it had come out while we were surrounded by people, I think it would have been a lot to process. You didn't didn't know the exact date that it was going to come out, did you? No. I did, like I think by the – Maybe by the week before I knew, but we'd already left. Yeah, right. I knew vaguely what, like I knew the month Mm -hmm. and I knew that, you know, it comes out on a weekend, but I didn't know, like we didn't time anything around it. Yeah. And the way that it all unraveled, that we just happened to be alone, really far away on a different time zone, but just together so we could reflect separately to our daily life and not get distracted by kind of all the noise. It was... Like a really, really special
1: weekend. Mm. Do you want to talk about the the article? I think we should. Yeah, I think it'd be weird not to. Well, it's up. To, like, it's your very much your story to tell in the time and that you want to tell it. Yeah, I think it's different having it written and having to like speak about it. That's true. Like verbally it feels very different. But obviously, I know how you were and how it has been for you. But how are you? How are you
0: now? Really good. Really good. And I think a big part of that, so for those who sort of haven't kept up with the progression of the article and everything that's come out, a little bit of a trigger warning before we get into this part of the conversation, Uh, we do talk about pregnancy loss in this part of the episode. So just please be careful if this might be a triggering area, as I know it's a very, very sensitive topic for a lot of people. So we, earlier in the year... I think, I mean, you guys know, we've been very open about starting to try or kind of like not, not trying last year, coming off the pill. And then, you know, having a really big year of not being in the same state a lot. Nick was back and forth from Tassie. So last year was just a bit of a kind of start, stab in the dark, like, you know, get our brains in gear, but we weren't really going hard. And then towards the end of last year, a lot of the travel settled down and we started trying, trying in like literally December. And then by January, I was pregnant, which was like this crazy, so crazy. It was so crazy because so it's sort of hard to tell the story without giving you all the background. So I might as well just catch you up and everything. So we, as you know, both have adoption in our families. I'm adopted. Nick's mum is also adopted. So we had very little medical history. We were already trying not late, but not early. And, you know, when it comes to fertility, often the more information that you have, the more equipped you are to kind of make decisions. So, a lot of couples start trying and then wait before they do all the tests. They kind of try for six months and then, you know, we'll go and do a round of tests if they haven't been successful. We started early knowing that we just had a bit more of a blank slate kind of thing without having half of Nick's Kind of side of the family and all of my genetics. So we had booked an appointment with a fertility specialist for January. And that was literally just to see what kind of tests we could do. I think I'd, I'd shared that I'd already done the blood test for the egg count, yep. but we hadn't done like compatibility or Nick hadn't done anything. So we booked this test and then I only did a pregnancy test because I knew that appointment was coming up because I was like, you know, she's going to ask me, have you at least checked that you're not pregnant or like, are you or aren't you? And so I hadn't even thought about doing one until like the weekend of the, like the appointment was the Monday. Did one, had had no symptoms or anything and I was pregnant. And like my cycles were very long. I'm talking like 50 days yeah, long. Yeah, yours
1: are... Yours are cooked. Do you know what? They're normal now. Yeah, I remember you telling me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, So we'll get to that. But they were like 50 days, had no idea when I ovulated, had no idea, like wasn't even waiting.
1: Because you did not even been off the pill for like six months at that point, no? I think it was like
0: 10 by 10, then. yeah. Yes, but not like, not that long, but they hadn't regulated. They were just all over the place. So often, you know, if you have a 28-day cycle, you know when you ovulate, then you know the two-week waiting to find out if you're pregnant. Whereas I didn't even know if that period had started. So I wasn't waiting to do a test or anything. So anyway, it was a total surprise. It was the weekend of the tennis finals. So we had amazing tickets to the men's and women's finals with champagne companies. We served seafood and like straight away, I was like, oh my God, I can't eat any of this. I'm going to hide it. It was like this beautiful secret. And then we waited as as you usually do for the dating scan or the viability scan, which is around six weeks. So we had that scan. And everything looked like a week earlier than it should, which is fine because they thought maybe we dated it wrong. Let's wait seven days. You know, there's like an 80% chance it's all fine. Wait seven days, get another scan. So I was like, mm, okay, like this level of uncertainty is probably normal, whatever. Then the next scan we had seven days later, they were like, it's. Probably like an 80% chance the other direction. You haven't grown. So you you get like markers of what you should have and by certain weeks. And we knew that it had to be X week. I think it was it had to be week six by then. There's no heartbeat. But you know, it's 80-20, so keep hope, but come back in seven days. So these like seven-day intervals were starting to just become
1: yeah. I remember you agonizing. Well, even the five-week one you were like well, the first one, even then, you were like counting Mm. down the days to get that one because you were like, oh can't wait to like know at that at that point you had I think the app
0: yeah I'd had flow so I could like check my I could start to calculate what my
1: cycles might look like that but you also had the you know how big how big oh yeah 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 I was like sesame seed blueberry pomegranate yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I remember (laughs) you getting the week five one and then coming home a bit deflated being like I don't even know we had to wait another seven days and seven days felt like a million so years, so long. Like yeah. we had, kept, like we had even not done podcasts in that period because you were just so like distracted. anxious and distracted and like yeah. stressed. And about the next week, and then obviously the next week happened, and then
0: yeah, yeah, and then and then that was felt really long. So then, yeah, then we had the sort of 80-20 in the other direction, and then seven days later they were like, "You've, you've definitely like the embryo kept growing, which was really odd, but without a heartbeat, so it was definitely non viable by then." I think they said like 90-10 or ninety five slash 5% chance that it's not going to be a viable pregnancy. And it's, I now know, incredibly common, like way more common than I ever could have understood and also way less of an impediment to a successful future pregnancy than I thought. I kind of was like, it's the end, like that. it's never going to, you know, I just thought it was the end of the world. But what ended up being the most challenging part is that because the embryo kept growing for me, it wasn't going to pass naturally, it just kept growing. So, they were like, you can, you know, just wait and it could be a month or six weeks or and I was very symptomatic by then. So, mm. I had very bad nausea. I was like, you know, just quite dysfunctional, like mm. not really able to. Work. I was working, but I wasn't, I felt like it was just an enormous struggle because I was so sick. And they said the other alternative is you can book a um, dilation and curatage, a DNC, which is the procedure that if you have a non-viable pregnancy, that brings about the miscarriage. So, I tried to book that. My OB was away. I couldn't get in for Mm. how long? I can't even remember really how long it was. It felt like a million years. Mm. And I had to spend, I think it was like maybe the next two weeks knowing it wasn't going ahead, very symptomatic, staying pregnant. Yeah. And that was the time when our CCA events fell. Yeah. (laughs) So, to all our beautiful listeners, if I did seem any different, I'm hoping I didn't, but that was. That period was happening sort of
1: in the background of those events. You did so well. The Sydney event was the day after you kind of found out, wasn't it? I remember it being a pretty sensitive time. No, I think I'd found out the
0: week before. No, Because I knew at the Melbourne event, which was a week before. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: it was, I knew that I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. But I was really sick. Remember, I was, like, eating random stuff yeah, in Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I had Maria's book launch the that's day right. before. I mean, that must have been just your first trip away since yeah.
0: knowing. Something. And I hadn't flown either, so I didn't know if, how I'd feel flying. Yeah, anyway, right. it was like a really, obviously, it was a very upsetting and, you know, it's sort of weird because... Part of me actually went quite numb. I went really like, what do I feel about You almost have so many feelings that you mm. don't feel anything because you're just like, I just need a function. And probably having work commitments made it easier to survive because I had a distraction and I just had to wait those two weeks. I'd booked the surgery and I just had to wait until I could –
1: no, had I booked the surgery? No, you didn't.
0: Because I couldn't. Because you ended up
1: going into... Emergency, yeah. that's
0: right. Oh, my God, this is such a long story, guys. I'm so sorry. I should have started like in the reverse. Anyway, <laughs> stream of consciousness. So we had our beautiful events. They were an incredible, incredible distraction at a time when I really needed it and it just brought so much like love and joy. I think I appreciated them even more because of knowing in my head sort of what was going on. And then we went into the week that was, was it? No. International Women's Day was coming up. So Mm. I think I found out that I couldn't get, I still couldn't book in soon enough, but I was recommended, why don't you just present to emergency because it is actually a medical emergency, like you're quite unwell and just see if they can book you into a gynecologist. We did. They were amazing. I had the most wonderful doctor. And this is one thing that has been really interesting about the experience is that I noticed that straight away, I go into reducing the experience. I'm like, oh, it was. I found out at five weeks. That's really early. Yeah, we nothing. didn't know agenda. Like it's a gender. Like it's an early, it's a small one. Like I kept calling it a small one. And the doctor was like, there is no small or big. Like it's what it is no matter how early or late. Like of course there are degrees, but it, you know, it was really validating yeah, and lovely. What's... Whereas I think I was worried that doctors who would see it all the time would be really clinical yeah. and would sort of think, well, you can just, you can wait. Like you don't need, this is not an emergency for you, but they were amazing. They were like, let's do this tomorrow. I had the surgery. It's a day procedure. It's like literally done in 20 minutes, but I haven't had a major surgery since my wisdom teeth, like 15 years ago. So it felt like a really big deal to be admitted and go under general. And then I think this was, yeah, this was the Thursday and the next week was international women's week. I had it Thursday night, I took Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you would normally take Saturday and Sunday anyway. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I had speaking gigs. Yeah, it was
1: crazy. <laughs>
0: and I couldn't wear pants or a tight dress because I had a nappy on. Yeah, so I man, had that this day? like bizarre International Women's Week, like bleeding, but also. I think it was very significant to be talking about the power of women. I was almost like in tears half the time, just thinking how amazing we are, like the shit we put our bodies through and that they have to deal with. And it was still really too raw for me to like talk about or be open with. But that the alignment of that week with what I was going through at the time was really beautiful. And then I guess I just went into healing and like physically healing first, which was a very good mental distraction and then probably a couple of weeks later was like, so I haven't processed this mentally either and then that started. And I think maybe only after I'd had a bit of time to process it myself and once my cycle came back, which came back quicker than I thought, I started to reflect more and more on A, how many women when I did start to tell really close friends, like I told—I mean I told you really early but we didn't tell many other people until month, until I had felt like I'd processed it a lot, which was mm-hmm. a self protection mechanism. Almost every woman I told had had a miscarriage as well. Not even just had heard of someone who had, or had a friend who had, was like, "Yeah, me too." Like at least one in between their children, or their first one, or some two in a row, some three in a row. And I was like, "We're really close. Yeah. Why have we not spoken? <laughs> Why have we not spoken yeah. about this?" And. It's almost like only once you invite that topic do people sort of share back with you and not, there's no criticism or judgment at all. Like you're not just going to, f- you know, volunteer that onto somebody. But at the same time, why do, I was like, I did that too. I totally suffered in silence. I didn't lean on any women around me. It's very lonely me. experience, isn't it? Yeah, and, but it doesn't have to be because yeah. obviously like one in four women around you share that. And, and
1: probably more, I don't know, like I don't.
0: Yeah, and that's only just what's reported, which of course is always underreported. And it made me just start thinking not only did that shared connection start to make me feel even better in sort of processing it all, and some of the conversations that then opened up, I learned a lot more, or I got perspectives that helped me heal even further. I just thought how our reflex is to keep really quiet about it, either because it's... I don't think it's stigma or taboo. I don't think people go, Ooh, like don't talk about that. I think it's more like the shame or the sense of failure maybe, or the sense of like, it's absolutely understandable that at the beginning, you don't really want to talk about it because you it's too fresh. But then once you get past that initial pain, I was just like, I found what was the most helpful thing for me was hearing from other women who had been there and then realizing your feelings were really valid.
1: I was just going to say, I feel like it's very lonely and Until you know someone that's also been through it and then you can share that. Because you sharing that with me, I couldn't really, like, validate you. Yeah. Other than saying, knowing that it's common. Yeah. But having not experienced it, it's a very different sense of feeling of support than me having gone through it. And then we can talk about the nitty gritty and I can actually, like, empathize. But I feel like until you... Like your friends know that you've had it. It's very hard to talk to someone about it, I'd imagine, that hasn't had it before. It's like trying mm. to have a like a guy understand, period. Yeah, totally. Like, there's only to an extent where you can really like vent about your issues without them being like, well, okay, like, sorry. I don't like, know what to do about, do about that. It. And yeah, then, like, yeah. It's like they're there, whereas when it's someone that, a good friend or anyone that you've known that's gone through it, it's like this like trauma bonding almost mm. experience where you can actually chat about something in depth without just being like, like even as a someone that has heard about it from you, I was like, I don't know how to re- respond to that. Yeah. Because there's, and I'm sure that's one thing as well is that you don't want to tell people because you don't know how they're going to respond if it's like this. And like, you don't want to make them awkward either. Uh, exactly. And the shame that you feel is mainly there from their response as opposed to you actually feeling shameful about it. It's so like if people are like, oh, well. Mm. then you're like oh
0: shit and I think you also get worried of course that it, you don't know what other people are going through either so you don't want to tell someone mm. and they're like you know they're in their first 12 weeks and they don't want to even hear the word miscarriage because they're so scared or anxious that it might happen to that you know like it's yeah. really it's a really hard topic to navigate because it is private it is sensitive but at the same time I feel like It's so common, but that's not reflected in our level of conversation about it. And the other thing I realized was that not only did it enormously help me to hear from other women who had experienced it, it enormously would have helped me more, I think, if women who had spoken about it had not spoken about it after their next successful child, which is, again, so understandable, like absolutely no judgment at all. And it's not anyone's business. Like, you don't actually owe anybody your story. You don't have to make that choice. Not everyone speaks as openly. In fact, most people don't speak as openly about Mm. all the details of their life as I do. So it's absolutely no judgment to anyone else's decisions. But I felt like because I always talk about things that I go through and because I hope that that reaches one other person who might be going through that, that I was like, I have this opportunity to turn something that has happened no matter what, it was shit no matter what, but now I feel a little bit more comfortable to sort of explore it more. Maybe if I talked about it before, you know, if I don't wait until we successfully hopefully have a child, it might hit someone else in the middle of uncertainty with them not thinking, oh, but, you know, she doesn't, re- she's not in the uncertainty anymore mm. so I can't kind of relate to that hope that you still have because you don't need to have that anymore. And I let that brew for a little while and then I was like, oh, is that self-indulgent? Like is anyone even listening? And then, and where would I even talk about it? And then, more and more, I was just like, I think it's really important. I'm not sort of hearing that conversation that often. And it would have enormously helped me. In fact, right now, it would still even help me to hear from other people who haven't yet had their children. But those stories are also helpful because you also want to hear that you can still have successfully have children afterwards. But I just had this like real month, I think, of just thinking, I need to find a way to communicate this story. But also because as someone who shares all their personality with their closest friends but also not their closest friends and strangers, I was like feeling almost deceptive in like hiding yeah. my defining event of 2023 that has changed everything about my year, how I approach things, the timeline of where I think I am in my life, like excluding that from all discourse with everyone I know was odd. I was like, and then I investigated like Why? And the only reason was because in my brain we have this thing of like, well, you don't talk about that.
1: Yeah. Why?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Not that we ought to be yelling about it all the time. There's a time and a place. But anyway, so the opportunity came up to share the story with Stella, the incredible, incredible editor, Sarah. I had met at Maria's book launch when I was actually pregnant and knew that it wasn't viable. And she held so much space for me to tell the story on Stella's podcast. And then it was written to, into a beautiful article, just describing the timeline and the emotions and the process, like even the medical procedure, I had no idea when they said DNC, I was like, I don't know what that means. Like, mm. And they just looked at me like, but you're a woman. I'm
1: like, I've Not never Googled me. that before. Yeah. Like, why would I know what that means? Until you're trying, you still don't even know what any of the processes are.
0: Well, I went obviously down a Google rabbit hole on forums looking yeah. at stuff and they're all spoken in acronyms. I was like, what the hell are you yeah. guys talking about? It
1: was like half the alphabet
0: with like symbols and I'm like, I had no idea. It was like a different language. I was like, what are you guys, like AF is like Aunt Flow and like TTC even is trying to conceive. Like I didn't know all that stuff.
1: I thought you made that up. No, because you have been like I'm TTC.
0: No, it's like a what? thing, wow, and like BFP yeah. is your big fat positive, BFN is your big fat negative. Oh my god! Like right. DPO is like days post ovulation. Like there's full on terminologies that you learn, and yeah. So I feel like even on a linguistic landscape level alone, <laughs> you know, it would be really helpful to have yeah. more of a guide. So yeah, Sarah and the team were just so nurturing and patient and like I hadn't even said it out loud to many Mm. people let alone let my brain investigate actually like it's not until you tell a story in order in chronological order that you think about how you felt at each stage
1: yeah but you were always from the start you always said to me that you wanted to tell the story you just just wasn't wasn't sure like
0: how how and when
1: and in the right Space and time it was and, your thing. It was yeah. You can't just like drop a bombshell, but you also want to talk about it candidly. Mm. But you also want to give yourself time to think about it. So it kind of worked out in the most perfect way. The way that starlight opportunity came about for you, I think. And they were so wonderful because I think
0: I also am glad it wasn't the first conversation wasn't on this podcast because. Mm. There was no structure for it. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Whereas Sarah led the interview and knew what questions to ask and had had one herself and was happy to share that and was reflecting kind of with me yeah. on things and that was enormously supportive and guiding at a time where yeah it was the first time I'd ever put it into words. So it was cathartic for me, regardless of if it ever got published.
1: Yeah, and then to-
0: this new level and also then we did a really amazing shoot and the whole team were really supportive of the story and that aside from that just like unbelievable professionals who are so good at their job those photos I was like who is that like why does she look so amazing they were wonderful (laughs) (laughs) but then for it to come out when we were away also gave the buffer of like it's quite you know overwhelming when so I've said I've said maybe once before that I one of the big why I'm like so verbal diary on you right now but one of the Biggest things I reflected on a lot just before. Like, you know, the vulnerability hangover when you share something for the first time and then you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. One of the biggest fears was how self-indulgent am I to tell this story of a, like, very early stage miscarriage as if anyone even cares. And not that not that it's like as if anyone cares, but I was like, who's even going to read this? And then the day it came out, I would have had a thousand DMs.
1: Yeah of
0: essays like I'm talking like I've shown you like oh no I've been like can you respond to this please like doesn't fit in a DM box so there's like multiple boxes and that to me was just so validating that it landed with people who like needed to hear it validating that other people connected by sharing their stories back and they trusted me with that, but validating in that some of those women were telling me
1: on a DM for the first time that they'd told anybody. That's what I mean. I feel like once you, people know that you've been through it, that is when you feel not so lonely. But yeah. telling someone that's not been through it, it's not the same feeling. But then you yeah. open this like, like you just said before, once you said it to someone else, they're like, oh, that's me too. But otherwise it wouldn't have come up in conversation until you,
0: had initiated had that, it, yeah. Because
1: they'd be like, well, that's not really, you know, like why do I need to bring that up with them? Like we can't yeah. bond over. Like, it's not something yeah. we bond over. It's not something I'd I'd gain anything from discussing with someone who's never been through it. Yeah, But yeah. also now they can. At least probably a, a benefit to both of you, but it takes for someone for to.
0: Like to like open the door. Yeah, to yeah.
1: say, I've been through it.
0: And I felt like even as a conversation starter alone, I was like this was such, I just. Suddenly had all the fears of like, was this not the right thing to do? It was just this just a waste of everyone's time because like no one's going to be interested. It was like a couple of those messages felt very pivotal Mm. without me even knowing the person. Were like, this is a, a milestone for you. You've you've said it out loud or written it down out loud for the first time. And and had women, you know, reflecting on some of theirs were 20 years ago. And they're like, I never even told, like, my mom or my sister or my best friend, I still haven't. And they were reflecting on how that changed their healing. And I just thought like that, I did not expect that impact in return. And like even selfishly, I was like, that heals me enormously to know that it meant something. And But what also was beautiful, someone asked me the other day, if you know, sometimes that invites a trauma dump, and then you get fatigued by that. It actually energized me so much. Mm. I was like, the more I read, the more I was like, this is what I was validating, this, but also this is what I wanted it to do. Yeah, I yeah. wanted it to create this sense of reflection and connection, and it did, and it was just beautiful. But it also was perfect that we were on another time zone because yeah. I could pace it out. Yeah, there was yeah. no
1: expectation of like and she's you seen that see message right that you now. Know. And because people were asking me, what they? Because I, I actually just like not that I forgot that it came out, I obviously knew I shared it and I was very proud, but I felt like I. it was like it feels like a real long time ago Yeah, when it happened. It was. It was like, like more than two quarters ago. <laughs> I feel like I went through as like passively through the, a roller coaster but not nearly to the extent that you went to. But, like, yeah. you know, it was so fun for that period being like, ooh, like, oh, my God, Aunty Ann, so excited. and you, Yeah. Like, you know, you told people and and it was all like I squirreled in a pillow and then obviously I like, actually, well, and <laughs> now I can like, show people that video. <laughs> <laughs> and then people then, I just saw people like my own friends mm-hmm. and then within the week and the week after they'd be like, oh, so how's Sarah? I genuinely, not that I forgot that it happened, but I was just like it wasn't necessarily front of mind because yeah. it wasn't news to me. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, oh, like she's good. And then, realize, like, <laughs> yeah, and then she's I realized, like, I realized you know, they are talking about, I'm like, oh, and, I'm like, and I'm, you know, I'd have to explain, like, you're in a good spot now and mm-hmm. obviously it's come out. And But, yeah, people that, like, um, Charles asked and Sarah asked and, like. Oh, that's yeah, really Yeah, quite lovely. a lot of people asked how you are going. I think even Chris asked. So it reached a lot of people that,
0: you know. Weren't directly, like, linked in. Yeah, yeah, like
1: people that I happen to know that obviously is important for them to hear as well. But I think it's also not on brand, not that you are a brand brand, but it's not you and your values to only share the highlights. I don't think people follow you because you're this Mm. highlight reel. And I feel like that's what people don't like following people for because it gets to a point where it's unrealistic how Mm. perfect their life looks. Well,
0: that was also another thing that I felt really weird about, like kind of icky. I was giving myself the ick a little bit sort of reflecting January to June as mostly amazing, which it it had huge highlights. We had like Morocco, we had had all these beautiful things, but I was like in the background it was shitty. Like in the background it was one of the hardest six months of my life and to not be reflecting that and doing it cryptically, like you guys know I had a surgery because I kind of wanted to share.
1: Yeah, but you weren't
0: ready. But I wasn't ready and like absolutely agree I had to be in the right space to be able to field the conversation back. Like you ha- I had to have been this far along in distance from when it felt really raw to be able to reply to everyone's messages and now talk about it really openly. But the, yeah. the like beautiful timing of it being when we did still have, I think we had like four days or five days left before we got back to Melbourne and then it's been another two weeks before I've like caught up with a lot of people in person and the beautiful thing also has been Now when I see people, like I went to an amazing event last night. It was, you guys have heard me talk about Ufem a million times. Two of my best friends have started their own amazing women's workwear brand. that's like activewear. It feels like activewear slash pajamas, but it's immaculately cut. looks like Chanel. Like the designs are so beautiful and they've done an amazing job. And they had their first styling suite and event last night at the Ritz Carlton. It was so fancy and so beautiful. Yeah, it looks so good. And I'm so proud. But there was a room of like, I think maybe 40 very high-flying women from all different walks of life. And I would say half of them came up to me, half that I knew, half that I'd never met before, and were like, I just really want to say thank you for what you did for the conversation. And I was like, whoa, like what the fuck? Like (laughs) Like, no
1: one's clearly talking about it. Oh, my God. And
0: all of them, it was because they were like, I wish I had
1: read that in when I was going through it. I was like, oh, my God, see? Yeah. See? Um, and the thing is how it was presented was it wasn't like it was a whole reel of you, like, hysterically crying <laughs> and, like, being like, oh, it's like, Speaking of, you made me. You And is really
0: good. She sends me trends when I need to get on them early. She sent me this one that's like, Me when I, like, lost my pet, me when, like, my grandparents died and it's you smiling, a photo of you smiling again, and then it's, like, me when I see an old person alone and it's you crying hysterically. And I have no photos. You guys know how many photos I take. Whether I post them or not, I take a photo of everything. I have no photos of me crying at all, ever. You don't don't even have photos of me crying and I've cried in front of you. I have
1: photos of me crying. I know. You did the trend. I love that I'm, like, "Mm, crying. Quick, take a photo. Quick, send it. I know, which is, but do you know
0: what? I thought about that and I was like, it's because I don't think about content when I'm crying because I'm A, an ugly cry, totally. but I like full body cry. Like, I, feel I don't like think I, about anything I else. only have
1: it in text message threads because, like, it's when someone's I think, like, yeah, because I'm like, I'm crying for your, like, it was happy tears. It was like, I'm crying because you're pregnant and yeah, I'm not there. Yeah, yeah. Like, Chris, when she told me they had eloped, I was oh, like yeah, crying like, in the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sent, and she didn't pick up FaceTime. So I sent a photo of me like crying in the club, <laughs> uh, i.e., my karaoke, my parents' karaoke living room. So I feel like that's where, and I was like, oh, surely there's one in our like message thread. But there's not that. There's you being like dead zombie, like, yeah, there's out just little no crying but, ones.
0: But I, I think also that... think that like the fact that some people can still think about documenting that moment is valuable because then we get to see that side of them. Mm-hmm. I just am like disappointed in myself that I never think about it. But you did it in a way where it. people
1: don't have to, to like, Express like, it that way, yeah, or what you be, and like they can feel how whatever emotion they want to feel in that moment of mm. reading that. So it doesn't have to be associated with this, like
0: with tears. Deep yeah. trom- Do you
1: know? I don't think I even cried.
0: Like I actually think when I'm really grieving, I go quiet. Yeah, you go zombie town. I go zombie town and yeah. I sleep. I don't go like. It's almost like I get so overwhelmed. I have no emotion. Like my brain just seen- goes Have
1: I seen you cry? Yes. Remember we watched that video. Oh, that movie! The
0: movie, oh, and we, we were bawling so like yeah, that. Yeah. I was proper bawling. You've yeah, seen yeah. like a few tears before that movie, but that was like
1: yeah. We yeah, watched we clouds. Crying, crying.
0: It was beautiful. Was it clouds? Yeah, clouds. And this is that
1: story when oh. Anne
0: <laughs> goes, "Do you want to watch clouds?" And I was like, like on a hill,
1: like lying on it, no, like no, at a picnic. First, no, first you were like, "Yes, of course, Bim," and then I was like, "Yeah," and you were like, like so, as in like this is so you didn't <laughs> I'd already said yes. Yes. Yeah, you'd already said yes I said you want to watch clouds and Sarah goes yes of course and like she in her mind, mind thought that we were gonna lie on like, a hill and watch the clouds in the sky
0: well because I thought you were like having one of your pre play moments and literally like was like
1: yep 100% like no questions asked and then it was kind of trying to figure out like logistically so like inside yeah you were like, or, like so, out like, the window as in like so like like as in you want to watch like like clouds and like moving in the sky. And I was like, oh my God, the movie, you idiot. It was like 25 minutes later You were I like said yes. ready to like find a hill and a I've cloud. I've got the picnic blanket it out and so everything. Funny. I was like, like, as in like find shapes in the clouds. We, like, what do you mean? I just love that you, with no questions and no thought, you were just like, yes, I will watch the fluffs move in the sky the with fl- you. <laughs> I would find that really calming. It's so funny. But that
0: was also something that happened in Greece, which was lovely, is the sunsets there are like, nothing else and watching like the sky on the close of that first day just together away from everyone was really so symbolic it was so symbolic it was so cleansing and it was really healing and the other thing that's been really amazing about that first interview is not only that it kind of like opened the gates for conversations with other people but I feel like I don't process things. Some people are different, but I don't process things until I've shared them. Mm. Like I, you, you and I are the same. If I can't stomp with you mm. when I'm excited, I'm not excited. I'm like, I'm not excited enough until like I share it and then someone gets excited with me. It validates the feeling and then it feels like processed. So with this, I didn't realize I'd done that. But as soon as I spoke about it, I was like, oh, well, now I realize that I actually feel like this. Like until mm. someone asks me, how did you feel in this moment? I haven't thought about that yet. So Sarah asked all these beautiful reflective questions that then opened up that weeks later when the article came out, I was like, I need to do another, like, chat about this because yeah. I've had new revelations. Totally. So I had the chance Laura from Mamma Mia is an incredible writer and she contacted me to sort of follow up on that that interview and the podcast that we did. And she asked this whole other set of questions that would not have even been relevant. I wouldn't have had answers. In the first interview, but in the second one, we explored like the other side or the other follow-on effects of loss and grief, which was not the like physical pain and not the immediacy of loss, but then the flow-on effects of September was our due date. So in my brain, the year is like January to September, I just have to make it to September and then there's like a new chapter. My identity has to last to September and then I have new plans. All the plans I had before were kind of erased. Everything was replaced. And then you build up your life around this structure. Yeah. And so replacing that like I, as an A-type personality, as someone who would sort of, it's very hard for me to let go of goals, but once I've let go of them, I can't pick them up again. Like they fully gone. Bye. So I'd let go of like. All my independent woman career goals. Not that you have to do that to have a pregnancy, but like suddenly my priorities had changed yeah. quite dramatically. So I wasn't trying to get travel gigs because, you know, I'm not going to be able to do them. So I kind of changed pace and then to re- pick up that pace again was just like, what? What is 2023? What is this stupid year that I've got now?
1: Bit of a limbo year now. It's so
0: limbo and
1: that's been so challenging. Because at the start of the year, remember, we chatted about what are your goals for the year? And you're like, it just depends on this, if... If like, if we're pregnant, it's conditional to if we get pregnant and if we do, then this, then if we don't, then this, but then if we're trying, then this, but then yeah. my health, then this, but then – so it was all this, like, even planning when I asked you at the start of the year because we don't normally ask what the goals are but I felt like this year may be kind of pivotal in a way for you. You were like, no freaking idea. Yeah. The only, I guess – goal is to keep trying for this pregnancy, but the variables that come with trying, even just trying, not even being pregnant yet, is totally. like, not that it limits your life, but it changes a lot of, you know, going for jobs or not going for jobs. It's totally. like, it's a strategic plan. And you can't just be like, <laughs> tomorrow I want to go to Morocco. Yeah, like totally. there's a lead up process that totally. happens to that, that takes months. And that
0: started now, like even now that we've started, like I got my cycle back and we started trying again, And now I have a more regular cycle, we're trying more regularly than I was before because it's like they've halved the length of time. Even that is like, well, if that falls in the like vague ovulation time well, I can't be anywhere that Nick isn't. Yeah. Like it's, I really underestimated that you could have this baby project on the side and the rest of your life stays completely normal and you can stay focused. Yeah, But it's like- so distracting yeah. and I didn't know I'm not an easily distractible person like you've not probably seen me that distracted like you've seen me you're like on task yeah, yeah like you've seen task. me like have lots of different thoughts but then like once I knuckle down mm. I'm like this is what I'm doing this year I've been like because yeah. like I can't kind of get I'm not sure like where I am not very clear which is like fine it's very natural and it's all part of the process but it's been interesting to now reflect on that part of grief and that part of letting go is you're not just letting go of the vision of you as a parent and when that journey starts and the joy that you have with your family and the joy you have with your friends. It's also like what is this time? Mm. But I think one of the biggest things which I feel awful that I've left this to 51 minutes into the episode but that's reflective of how it happened in real life too was Nick's grief.
1: Yeah. And I don't want to speak on his behalf
0: but just as an observation, it does fall to like – not your top priority because the woman is dealing with like the physical effects first, then her emotional effects, and then you're sort of like, "Wait, are you okay?" Like yeah. I kind of asked him like a month later and I was like, "That's I mean, I didn't. Like we were going through it together, but that first month is like just me like in surgery,
1: so you kind of don't." And he's obviously very he was very concerned and sad and
0: and sadder than I knew probably. Like mm. He really doesn't want to talk about it. He's so supportive of me talking about it but he gets very uncomfortable when I keep sort of in front of other people. Like he yeah. doesn't like to open up the conversation. Yeah. He's happy to acknowledge it and it's been interesting him being a bit more open about it now that he knows our friends know but he doesn't want to sit and have a big chat yeah, about it. Yeah, I've
1: never spoken to him about it.
0: Yeah, like I, I, I understand it's not – His grief is triggered by more conversation, whereas mine is lessened. Yeah. It's like something that Sarah asked straight away in the interview, like, how is Nick? And I was like, oh, that's terrible that you brought that up and I didn't. Mm. And, I like, obviously we've checked in a lot about it and once I kind of got my head back on my shoulders, we spoke a lot about how he was processing the loss, but he's, like, lost his timeline for parenthood as well. Mm. So it's interesting.
1: Yeah. The only other thing that I thought was, like, on the back of grief, how it changes f- future opportunities for pregnancy. So, like, if you say got, got yeah. pregnant again, does that excitement then come with a lot of... Like scepticism or yeah, fear. Yeah, or I fear think or, like, what's it called when you're kind of... Like superstition or, like, conservative. And denial. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if does announcing it to your friends and family feel the same because you come, it comes with a sense of, like... We might be (laughs) pregnant. Do you know
0: what? Someone asked me that. They were like, do you think this would make you tell friends earlier or later? And I'm not really sure. Yeah. I think my reaction is earlier. The difficulty with this pregnancy for us was- By the time we even made it to like the first scan, which is six weeks, when you're like, if you were going to tell anyone early, you'd wait till six. Most people wait till 12 for the big announcement, but six for family and friends, maybe. Before we even got to six, we knew there was like maybe a problem. So we kind of never even told anyone at the six-week mark Mm. what like we might have. So then some of my closest friends, I only told them after the miscarriage because like we'd never got to the first announcement. And I only told you because like, you were there, like you were literally with us every day and you know my behavior, my close day-to-day behaviour better than anyone. Like there was no way I was ever going to hide it from you. Mm. And I wanted to celebrate it with you as well, but like if we didn't work together every day, I might have waited a little bit longer because I was day hesitant. Day trip that you
1: had to – Oh, I yeah. couldn't have poached head. That's And
0: then – Oh, knew you were obviously going to – but you would have noticed before that. Like the yeah, way yeah, out, yeah. the nature of our life is that you would have been able to tell and I wanted to celebrate with you. But I think – I am prepared that if and when we get pregnant again, we will be, like, very conservative in emotionally celebrating, I think. Yeah. And that's sad, but I think it's also natural. Mm. And my reaction is, well, tell everyone so you get the celebration and the joy no matter what. And I think Nick's reaction is more like, let's wait till, like, 39 weeks. Be safe than sorry. <laughs> let's yeah. wait till the delivery room.
1: <laughs> yeah. that's what I did feel sad for you for that because I thought, not just you, but I'd say most people... Do the conservative emotional celebration after when otherwise you would be like, oh. Mm. But at the same time, you know what's weird when you, like, I asked my mom about it. She goes, yeah, I had it. But it's like a throwaway, like, it's like a throwaway it's line. normal. Like, my godmother was like, yeah, I had it three times between every child. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't even know that. It's but wild. Then they, but it's not like they minimize it, but it, they realize by the time you've had two, three kids that make, you've made enough mother friends that you're like, everyone... It's normal within the motherhood totally. industry. So, but then if you're not though, then like in people my age, for example, we would be like, Oh, is they like so seem so far fetched, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But then when you become a mother, it sounds like most people, it's like, Oh yeah, me too. Well, and I that's whatever.
0: I definitely don't want to reduce the grief and loss that you do feel I don't mean it to be reductive but I also do kind of want the conversation to get to the point where it is a bit of a throwaway comment because Mm. like it is so common like I almost think it would be healthier and easier for people to cope with if they knew at the beginning that like this is almost a rite of passage like it's not and it shouldn't be treated that way and it is a huge loss but if it kind of gets made to seem like the end of the world Mm. rather than something that is very surmountable, very common. Like the more common something is and then kind of overcome later, the less scary it is Mm. because, you know, you know the results. And I feel like because often you only get introduced to this whole world after it happens, then at the start you think it's like, literally the apocalypse and then like a few months later you're like it's
1: like it's fine yeah Not i guess that it's, it's fine but you know i guess it's a, it's a greater fall because you're so high yeah it's like you're like cloud nine from being pregnant so the fall to that is really yeah big. True. and that's why i guess it feels so yeah huge like an apocalypse which i don't think will ever change because if you're someone that really wants that's a true. kid then it always feel that way but it would be i would say the healing after that might Maybe be bit easier or shorter, or feel less lonely. Yeah,
0: if you knew if that you it was knew like that, yeah. you could
1: talk to someone str- quite quickly and straightaway about it. Yeah, or not feel like you had to hide the first week, six weeks of pregnancy. Yeah, you know, and go yeah. through that with someone that's beyond your partner. I'd say you speaking to Stella f- felt more cathartic because obviously I knew, but I was like, I like live your life with you. It's talking to someone else that doesn't know you mm. feels much that like you can share a lot more. I guess. I don't know, objectively. Mm. I feel like if I'm in it, like I've, I knew about it and I was kind of checking in. It doesn't feel as a, like an objective experience. Yeah. So you yeah. can't be like, this person doesn't know anything about it. So I can like really yeah. tell the story.
0: And that also, it really does. Like talk therapy is such a thing. Telling someone from the start with no background means you actually have to sort out how you feel. You about to, yeah. Yeah. You have to articulate awesome.
1: it and like think of your, words and yeah. tell the story so yeah proud of you though bim oh
0: thank you bim that's really lovely of you and thank you guys all for listening if you've stuck around with us for this long oh, this was just important kind of, conversation. and i just think it was like i was just going to share the episode from stella like share the audio from that interview here but i actually have come quite a w- long way i wouldn't say a long way But that interview was the first time I'd ever spoken about it and like my views and reflections and healing has actually come quite a long way since then. So, and also I would just, I don't know, I just felt weird not acknowledging it to the neighborhood. (laughs) You feel good now? Yeah, I feel really good. Like I definitely feel like I have to buckle in when I talk about it because I don't feel like I can just say it without giving the entire context. Mm particularly because I hid that context from so many people. It's not like I can pick up from, so from April onwards, I'm like, fuck, December slash last Feb to last June to December to January, you know, but it definitely feels lovely to even just be like, this is not the first time I've talked about it. I'm a little bit more prepared for what I feel and want to say. And I'm sure there are so many people in the neighborhood who have been through similar, who might still go through similar I don't even have an answer. I don't even know what the point is. It's more just like, so I feel like the more I contribute to the conversation about it, I would feel not irresponsible, but I do think with a platform where you regularly speak to people and they regularly use their time to listen to you, you do kind of have a responsibility to cover things that are important to people, and that's what this has felt like. It's probably not the most yayest episode we've ever no, done, but
1: you know, we you always talk about nays to yay as true. well. true? Okay.
0: And I feel really, yay, like longest answer to your question ever. The very first question you asked was, how are you? Really good. Yeah. It has helped. You've seen that way. Yeah, it's helped. Like just talking about it, it just helps. Mm. I just feel normal talking about it now. It doesn't feel like, ooh, like don't mention it. Yeah. And people at the start of course are like, I don't want to tell her that I'm pregnant. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, I'm so excited. I don't even think that that's related. Like they're not even the same thing. So... I think we're just, like, really positive and hopeful. And we have the house, which yeah. is such an exciting life milestone. I haven't even spoken about the house. Oh, my God. A really exciting life milestone to kind of get excited about in parallel, you know. So, yeah, that's our yeah. story. That's my story. Oh,
1: proud of you, Bim. <laughs> Thanks, Bim. Thank you. i also sure.
0: just realised that you've heard all of that
1: like ten times. I haven't, times haven't though, now. like, because we actually, I, we haven't actually. Because really? I don't think I ever asked you. Like in depth about the whole experience. True. I was just waiting for you to be ready to talk about it whenever you yeah. wanted to. true. But not in a way that was like reflective. I've always checked in like how are you today? Yeah, yeah, And you'd be yeah. like sad, I'm not sad. But yeah. not in a like, now what did you think about the situation standpoint? So mm. that's very different.
0: I also do have to say that like a good month of sort of March to now was in total A-type coping mode. Like, part of not talking about it was just, like, I'm a coper. Like, I'm coping.
1: Yeah. And you, that's not so But that's always healthy. been you.
0: I know, but it's, like, not amazing. You cope for, like, other people. And I think I also cope because I think that that's part of my identity. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm a coper. I got this. And then I was like, you know, it's actually okay if you don't. Like, you can be sad.
1: Yeah. But you've always said that when other people <sighs> are sad, you're like, I am good. I am okay. Yeah. Genuinely. <sighs> Oh, well, we were going to
0: finish on a lighter note with some this yay or that yay, but I kind of feel like that would be weird. Well, or yeah, we it's can very like, happy bring happy you back up. up. <laughs> yeah, like, well, let's them, them
1: Weird, like some of them I've just randomly thought of.
0: Young Australians have never been more lonely. Yet loneliness is rarely discussed and often misunderstood. Season 2 of the We Are Lonely podcast is a part of Medibank's 10-year commitment to reduce chronic loneliness in Australia. Follow the journey of four diverse 20-somethings on their search for connection. It's shocking enough, and I found it so surprising to know that half of us will feel lonely this week, but it may surprise you more to learn that young adults are some of the loneliest people in Australia. If we learn to understand and manage feelings of loneliness, it can be a normal part of the human spectrum of emotions. Just as we all get hungry or thirsty, we all get lonely. It's a normal part of being human but if it becomes chronic, it can have the same impact on us as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Over this six-part reality podcast series, four young people meet with mentors and experts who will help them build strategies to reconnect. Through their stories, we understand the reality of loneliness in Australia, experienced by a generation that theoretically has never been more connected. Follow four vastly different young adults as We Are Lonely unpacks the complexity of emotions that comes with this formative period in our lives. We are Lonely is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. search for We are Lonely and listen today.
1: Okay. Hit me. <clears throat> and I put some on my story today. Oh, there's a lot of been, there's those. a lot of do you ever like can you relate and also like which one this say or that yay. okay. Like um, oh ice cubes. Okay. When you get some ice cubes for you, do you fill the tr- the empty ice cubes straight away or do you wait for the tray to be empty?
0: Oh, like, so if you take three ice cubes out yeah. and there's still like the a whole entire tray yeah. is full. <sighs> like, honestly, this is the stupidest, most bougiest thing I've ever said, but we have an ice machine now. So, like, I don't know what I do.
1: What did you do previously then? <laughs> I don't even oh remember. God. I
0: don't remember. All I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, no. I think we – um, I think I wait until it's empty. Okay. Because otherwise, like, some of the water spills out of the ones you've refilled onto – and then there's, That's like, layers of ice. And then there's, like, off. And then you get, like,
1: really un- yeah, yeah, nah, that, yeah. colded ice. yeah, anyway. Colded? Yeah. Colded? Shut up. What's colded? I in put it on my story. Yeah, and what do people say? And more people said – but only – it was very close. Fifty-four percent said they wait for emptiness, and forty-six percent says fill as you go. Loz decided to be like you guys are all idiots. You are meant to get rid of all the rest of the ice, and then refill the whole thing. That's so get waste. Get rid of it, as you yeah. like melt it down. As in, like just empty the whole. <laughs> I was like, "Watch guys, are you cooked? You empty them out and start a new tray.
0: Are you cooked? It's like, are you cooked? Wait, so she wastes all that ice? I know,
1: Lozzy. What? what?
0: Anyway, I mean then- no judgment. However, you choose to do it. <laughs> on the topic, of
1: if it makes you happy, if it makes you, happy, we suck. <laughs> um, on the topic of ice cubes, I only thought about this because I did it the other day. If you drop an ice cube, do you like Take pick it back up? Or do you, like, Kick it on. the- Okay, so <laughs> I
0: used to kick it under the fridge and then
1: we water damaged our
0: floorboards. So, have you seen the
1: hole? No. There's a full-on <laughs>
0: hole. So now I pick it up and rinse it and then use it. Rinse it? Yeah. Because it then melts off the, like, dirty layer. I just
1: throw it in the sink. Wasteful. Waste. It makes wasteful. you happy. <laughs> You're wasteful. It's back joy. Okay. okay. This is like, do you ever, do you okay. ever, like, so do you ever go to, like the shops, get this really good deal? Yes. Like, on my clothing and then <laughs> go online and see, just keep validating how good the no. deal that you got. <laughs> no, do you? Really? Do you do to- that? Yeah. Like, I'll be like, I got like 52 dollars and they check everywhere where... The price—it's still like two hundred twenty dollars. I'm like, see, look, look how look
0: how much money I save. No, yeah, I don't do that. That's I'm hilarious. That's I do add things to my to-do list after I've done them though, just so I can yeah, cross to it, tick out. it off. Yeah, yeah.
1: all um, the time. Do you ever share toothbrushes with your partner? Mm,
0: Be honest. I want to say no because it's gross. But we have definitely accidentally only brought one toothbrush like to a trip before and shared. Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay, bro, I do it all the time. Gross. I know. But it's, it's, I said, this is what people also said. Again, very close. Only 56% said no and 44% said yes. And that guy, 66% are lying. And then (laughs) someone said, someone fully was like, that's effing rank. And then someone else said, it is rank. But then someone else said, um, it's definitely rank. Like, um, obviously, like, obviously everyone does it. And I was like, yeah. Well, Wait. It is rank, but, like, come on. But it's also it's a like reality. like weing the shower.
0: It's like lots of things that we do are rank. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, if you're going to be to weeing the shower. Did we least- do this year that
0: year wing in the shower? Yeah. And, and what we did, did it- we say? We both weeing in the shower. Yeah. yeah.
1: But remember we did it at the CCA event and then. Oh, and they were all like, no. And then one person was, no, one person, everyone was like, yeah. And then one person was like. I have never heard of that in my life. I'm going to say sorry to my husband because he doesn't. I said that's disgusting. No one does it, but I realize we it's all more normal it. than it is. Also, I love how like <laughs> if one room of people say yes, we're like, it's like society it's normal, says yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like weeing in the ocean. Come on. Oh,
0: if my God, lowering, we haven't done
1: that before. If you're lowering yourself down in the shallow end of the ocean, you're definitely doing a wee. Yeah, if you're like –
0: kind of sitting but on the sandbank you're yeah, definitely being yeah. Definitely. and if you're like looking in really weird concentration phase i love us adults we all no, think see i no swim like i swim and we no nah, i can't do that i gotta like set myself you can't up. concentrate nah, see i can swim in any scenario yeah no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's because if you're not doing like a
1: breaststroke like everyone can tell that you're doing it well yeah that's why i stupidly think that me lowering myself down people think that i'm like just like going slowly yeah, into the yeah, cold. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I just want to lie in the water for a bit. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> lie in the Why don't pool? you just walk all the way into the deep so you're like just uh, your head? Sometimes
0: you just gotta do it. Which is so gross because But Some so people
1: talk no law themselves. It- what? Yeah, it just like trickles down, down their, their leg? leg.
0: Ew. Okay, so question. Is your theory that it's fine that you're in other people's way because like the salt water cleans it?
1: I don't actually – do you know what? I don't think that I'm in other people's wee and that's how – See, I, I know that I'm in other people's please. wee, but I think
0: like my justification is either everyone today didn't – like the people specifically at the beach at the same time as me aren't gross or the salt water cleans it.
1: Yeah, I just don't think – mine is ignorance is bliss. I feel grosser swimming in a pool though because like the warmth yes. makes me like uh, – Yeah, there's anytime there's like weird. a patch of
0: warm where the sun's been, I'm like someone peed here. Yeah. But I have like – Fear to the depths of my soul of the fact that some pools oh, have that dye that and I've always that. thought like every pool might secretly have that, yeah. so I'd never pee in pools.
1: I fart in pools. You fart everywhere. It's true. Sorry. This yeah, that yeah, always comes <laughs> back
0: around to like poo and wee. <laughs> Do this you- is such a five-year-old show. Do you <laughs> peel the mandarin skin whites? Or not? Nah, you do though, don't you? Yeah. You mean all the little bits? Yeah, the little the fur. White bits. Yeah. Nah, yeah. no, I don't, I just eat it. Yeah. Do you spit out no, never mind. Spit out the pits. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah, do you know swallow the answer them? to <gasps> You swallow them. Sometimes. Bro, you are cool. The- the- when you were little, did you think that like a mandarin would grow in your tummy? No. I did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I did. I was like, cool flex, man. (laughs) Not a flex. Weird. Oh, God. Um, Okay. I put this on my Instagram and it went wild. So I went to Woolies Mm. and they had this, like, how to spot the right banana. Oh. Like, thing. Do you know
0: Koreans have, like, they sell bananas in the scale of browning so that, like, you eat the – the right one first, but then it gives you time for the next day to so like it's slowly ah. ripe So they give you like a green to a brown, right? Because they know over the next week they'll all ripen at the perfect time. That's how mine. clever. I
1: know that's okay. smart. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't have seen the passion behind that. So <laughs> I went to Woolies and I'll, we can share the photo because it mm. went. It was like there was all, like my Instagram you know was viral? very blowing up, and then there was like five hundred responses or something. <gasps> but it was like it's showing a green, a yellow. A spotty one, and like, and a super spotty one, or something. And it said that the yellow one, like yellow with like zero spots, was like perfect oh. to eat. And then the one with like a couple of black like spots was like barbecue ready, ready to be barbecued. <gasps> what? And, and barbecues bananas? Exactly. And everyone was like, like how is that a like a recommend, like, you know, when you have milestones and it's yeah, related, yeah, yeah. it's like. It doesn't go like eat, barbecue. Like not ripe right yet, but good for, I don't know, like p- banana it's chips annoying. or something. And then you have the yellow ones that's ready to eat and then the black ones like good for banana bread. baking or whatever. Yeah. It is. yeah. And then they had one that was um, ready to be barbecued. And then everyone was like, Who the freak? And also, <laughs> everyone agreed yeah. that the best time to eat a Banana was not when they said when they said it was when it was all just yellow. Yeah. It's actually when there's a little tiny black spots. Oh my god, Bim, for me it's when it's green.
0: Ew, not green, green, but, like, yeah, yellow your, with bits of woollies. green. I'm, like, ombra. You, the rest of the world I'm umbra, green is yellow. literally, like,
1: couple of spots, perfect time. No, no. Some people still need like, it to be still firm. No, the firmness is not a vibe. No, ew, bim, the mush is not a vibe. But, no, it's not mush yet. It's it like is like it's mushy. With Dot, it's brown dots, it's mushy. Chew. The chew. The, no, it says oh you with, God. like, weird teeth. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, there's one out of arguments when it becomes personal. <laughs> <laughs> just because my eyebrows are thinner than yours. Do you
0: eat the kiwi skin fruit? Yeah, I mean <laughs> kiwi fruit skin. I do prepare said kiwi skin fruit. <laughs> it's because you're weird tea. Okay.
1: <laughs> I think it's like five on Friday. I was four. Yeah. Okay. Right. Do you have some more? Anyway, yeah. So what else are there? Your strange because most people actually said that I was Okay, who
0: is most people, though? You mean just the people who saw that story and replied to you? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's not all people. Well, you put on your story and you tell me. (laughs) Okay, Okay. I will. (laughs) I will.
1: (laughs) Okay, just because your teeth don't touch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we need like a high smile to sponsor the show. (laughs) That That was your um defense. Well, my bananas right. Well, yeah, because you and your weird teeth. (laughs) No, because I
0: thought you need softer bananas because you don't have the same chewing abilities as normal people people.
1: People don't know know that would have just thought you had a jab at my (laughs) facial features (laughs) <laughs> um okay wait wait also no,
0: no. i'm sorry but can we just circle back to the fact that some people said that they put the cream on their scones jam cream before yes was was the strangest Loss. person this. honestly loz's Loss. teeth like don't touch yeah she, she has dentures
1: <laughs> oh, god. Um, okay We're couple cool. couple last ones do you count up or do you count down in what context well you're saying oh like I'm going to count. I don't know. Like- oh, It's like how in Friends,
0: Joey says, that is like number one. And Ross is like, well, no, it's 10. And he's like, why is 10 the best? And he's like, because 10 is the highest.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I don't know in what context, but you know, people go like, oh, five, four, three, two, one, or one, oh, two, three, four, four, five. I start from one, five. Because it starts with one. That's why, because numbers start from one. <laughs> All right, the car. I'm right, right. <laughs> the rest of the world is wrong. Rock, paper, scissors or paper, scissors, rock? Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, people that says paper, scissors, rock is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. Whatever no judgment. makes you happy. But bro, I'm going to put that up because that, yeah, that's Yeah, that's a good one. Who wild. says paper, scissors, rock? A lot of people. Really? Yeah. And then some people go. We're really judging. No, <laughs> but do you also go paper, scissors, rock or do you go paper, scissors, rock? Like six shakes yeah. of your hand. Who does that? I know people do it with the syllables. There's three. paper scissors. No, they rock. don't. They do. I swear. <laughs> no,
0: they don't. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Whatever makes you happy. You can't. Wait, people, people really do.
1: I'm enjoying <laughs> them. Wait, six. That's too many. Rock paper scissors. They um, go. Okay. Rock f- paper. No. But it's the people that do paper scissors rock that go paper scissors rock. Okay, that makes more that makes more because they're weirdos to start with. They're already backwards. So, yeah, they're like, wrong poor things.
0: <laughs> there was a really funny meme the other day of a guy who was going rock paper, si- yeah, rock paper scissors to like a hand activated pa- hand paper towel thing. So he goes oh, paper that's scissors so good. rock, and then the paper
1: comes out, <laughs> and it's like, damn, damn it, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, did you know this is a random now? Did you know? Mm. You know that's not even a segment <laughs> I'm just putting all sort of my <laughs> This segment is so Shit and random Do you remember when the segment, be- when the segment Became confessional <laughs> and, then, and then it was like would you rather And you're like that's not how it goes Okay, okay it's the last one I promise yeah. but it's not a confessional it's just mm-hmm. so did you know Okay um, <laughs> Fun fact fun? fun You know how the joke is why did the chicken cross the road Yeah. And it's to get to the other side yeah. I was like last week years old when I realised <laughs> yeah. the other side is like heaven. What do you mean? <laughs> the chicken to get. Why does chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. The other side is on the other side of the road. The other side is because it dies and it goes to heaven. What? No.
0: Really? Well, that's
1: what TikTok said. Wait, I don't, Wait, know I I don't I'm believe that. I'm Googling
0: that. Me too. You know at the end of like proper podcasts how they're like editorial by blah, music yeah, yeah. by blah, fact-checking by blah. <laughs> like we clearly don't, don't have one. <laughs> um, guys, we're, we're hiring for an intern <laughs> unpaid fact-checker. <laughs>
1: Why cross the road answer meaning? Okay. Oh, <laughs> it's not. I lied. <laughs>
0: Thank God you looked that up because people would go around sharing like this okay. third-hand Guys, information. Guys, if you didn't know
1: already, do not believe everything you see on TikTok. <laughs> what Make- was it? That was people were saying on TikTok. No, yeah, I d- know. What's the answer though? Oh, it just says that it's an anti-joke, like S- for them to actually walk across the road. Yeah, that is so even more stupid. I know. It's, it says to get to the other side is commonly seen as an example of anti-humor in that the curious setup of the joke leads the listener to expect a traditional punchline, but they're instead given a simple statement of fact. The joke has become iconic as exemplary, generic joke to which most people know the answer and has been repeated and changed numerous times over the course of history. Mm. Wow! What, anyway, a, what an anticlimax! Eh? <laughs> 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 I, I, mean, I, <laughs> I can't believe! I can't believe! I held onto that back for two months <laughs> to tell you, that I didn't even fact check it.
0: How many people? How many people have you told that? In between then A and now. people.
1: people,
0: <laughs> Bim, I've track. passed on so many facts that aren't true oh, no. that I have believed my whole life. Like oh, no. genuinely have stopped people swimming after they eat because I'm like, you have to wait half an hour yeah. or you die. <laughs> like I've <laughs> told them that. <laughs> oh, anyway. oh, well, thanks, Bim, for holding space for this episode and thank you all for listening and then like. Following our abrupt tone change, like for the last <laughs> half an hour, we we got range. We will be back in a fortnight because we will have another guest. <gasps> I'm so excited for this guest. Yeah, it's a very one good I, one. No, the, so that will have come out. The oh, one that sorry. you're excited about will have already come out. All right. Like tomorrow in our time.
1: The next one is Can You Whisper?
0: You know that the one I'm making you edit the videos for. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm sure. Yeah, that's, for that so one. that comes out tomorrow in our time. Yeah. Last week for yeah. everyone who's listening. Oh, my yeah, God, yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Inception. And then our next guest after this episode being in your ears yeah. is a guest I have also recorded already who is fascinating. Who I don't know if, it, no, I have told you, it's a neighborhood community. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah it's
1: so awesome. Um, so awesome.
0: This is another one of those incredible guests who I met through the neighborhood. I love those stories. They're so lovely. And. <laughs> I just need to like shut up. <laughs> I just, I'm like rambling now. You do. But really excited about this guest, you guys. Um, You'll hear all about it next As week. As she
1: continues to talk. <laughs> no, okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.